Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we we were actually recording um, our guest speaker on the podcast earlier, and Jim said, "Robert, you're too loud." So he should turn that my yeah, whole I turned I down. turned him down. So. So, so, hey, welcome, Jim. Well, yeah, welcome back. Hey, guys, thanks for coming back to the podcast. I mean, gosh, you know, we, we've only been putting out lots of episodes lately, right? Yes, we have. Yes, we're the, t- 2019 is the year of the podcast. Or maybe the year of the pig, depending if you're Chinese or not. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know. We have like that. Some... That would be my sister-in-law. That's okay. We are recording at Jim's studio. Yeah. It's just down the street from Jim's Diner. <laughs> it, 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 is. It, it is. It actually, it actually, is. We actually I had ate. breakfast there. I know. Isn't it good? <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. It is. It's, <laughs> it's okay. I don't know about that. Yeah. So uh, we have a special guest. Very which special I'm guest. I'm very excited to have her on here. She's actually from Dallas, Texas. She is a professional traveling. I, I don't know. Is it a traveling model? Is that a I'm good like word a for freelance it? model? Freelance model. Freelance model, model yeah. An so independent model. Independent model and photographer. Yeah. So do you do this this full time? I've been doing this for twenty years. Twenty twenty full time? I uh, it started out just kind of helping fund college and then I finished wow. college and went into my career and didn't find it as gratifying or as supportive of a community as I did in the arts. So wow. I quit doing that and went full time i hit a point where you can't work enough you you can't possibly function as many hours as demanded on one end and the other so it was the competition between seeming like the adult that the parents <laughs> wanted me to be or having fun and getting paid to have fun and so obviously that one <laughs> wow that that's crazy I've, that's I've never crazy. met a model that has been doing it that's that That's that old. Well, no. I'm that's like been a doing... dinosaur. No, not even close. <laughs> you're like you're 20, for God's sake. She does. I'm, yeah, I, I'm not even going to guess. But so we I probably should tell that. the listeners so her the name is... So the Fountain of Youth is... Dysoon? Pose nude for a living. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's awesome. Okay, so her name is Christine... No, Charlie. Oh, Charlie Christine. Charlie Christine. And yes. I, the way I found her is that a lot of models that travel through the state will send me a... Uh, model mayhem notice and it'll be like hey you know always go check out the portfolio see what type of model they are and she had such an amazing range that i wrote her back and i was like hey i don't have anything right now but god we need to be friends totally and we talked a few times and i said you've got to be on the podcast because being that she is has a split personality what is this split personality? This You're is so funny. You're a photographer and a model. Uh, okay. I'm like, what is this? T-? I'm like, I'm like, I'm me. Oh, yeah, yeah because she's starting yeah. a new podcast. So. And I'm trying to convince her to make it split personality of Charlie. <laughs> Charlie's split personality. The personality of Charlie coming to you live. <laughs> there's two. There's what is it? Like 100% go get him and the other sleeping. i have two speeds fast and not yeah and unconscious yeah pretty much so you've been doing this for that long so how did now did you do modeling first and then do the photography or did it kind of come hand in hand kind of hand in hand so i started out my dad was into photography for fun and we used to go out and shoot together um anything from spider webs to wagon wheels that were laying around to different things like that and he taught me how to pay attention to what the lighting and the shadows were doing and take pictures of those. And then I took photography classes in high school and always enjoyed just revealing what the images were going to be and learning about the settings on the camera. And 
I'll never forget when I set up my perfect staged shot and I went back and I developed my film and it was so underexposed you couldn't see it. So I had to learn <laughs> all about all exposure as it slowly revealed in the liquid that it was like black with some shadowy shapes of the objects that I had tried to shoot. I was so disappointed. Oh, wow. <laughs> Humbled. Humbled, yes. I, I, I'm just, I'm a little bit in awe because... I think that that's a very narrow niche of the industry is someone that can be on both sides of the camera well. And, and you seem to do both of them quite well. I love them both. I, I don't know. I think that there's always room to be better for each. So I'm pretty hard on myself, but I just do my best. I try and listen to what people are working on and go in there and be of the most value and participate and do my homework on where they're at so I can deliver yeah, what they signed up for, what they're expecting from what, me. What they're expecting. So what I think is interesting, because of our listeners, we have a, a large, a, a wide variety of skill levels. And being that you are on both sides of the camera, to me, you're uniquely qualified to talk to photographers on maybe some of the better ways to work with a model. So as a photographer, how can we make sure that the model that we're hiring is not a flake? Is there any, any red, red flags that come up that I should go, oh, no, I don't want to work with you. you got problems. <laughs> How long of an answer do you want on this? <laughs> oh, hey, we're recording for at least 30 minutes. You can give me, like, anything you want. So there's so many things. When you're looking to book a model, it's really important first not to just pay attention and look for the prettiest girl. But does the prettiest girl have more than one photographer in her portfolio? Because that could just be a boyfriend or a side lover that she takes pictures for. You also want to look at the dates on those images. You want to see how active she was on her portfolio. You want to check out her Facebook and make sure she's not a big drinker because if she is, you don't want to book her for the morning. You want to book her in the afternoon. <laughs> if she <doesn't laughs> oh, my God. I already have the name of this episode. <laughs> Charlie Schools Photographers. If you... Also want to make sure she'll show up. You want to definitely do like a Google search and then write references. I probably wouldn't recommend the references somebody recommends you to contact just because they know they're going to say good things about them. So you want to do your research and actually look at who else has shot her and then write, hey, what was it like to work with this person? Did she show up? What should I expect? And then you kind of get an idea. Also, if you read the tags on the page, this goes for Model Mayhem, you guys, as far as this portfolio goes or or. This, this this suggestion on where finding probably the most credible, which I could go into a whole thing on why it's important people have a third party kind of talking back and forth with them. That's a big filter and an important thing for for you as a photographer on safety and us as models on safety. It really is. If someone just blindly emails you, I usually flag that and I ask for a reference so you can track back to where it came from because... If someone's not willing to put themselves out there enough to at least get a portfolio online, a website, or have a mm -hmm. Facebook page or an Instagram that has a decent track record to it and interaction and friends, you need to run for the hills because that person's either, A, completely not comfortable with what they're doing, and that means drama and mess on the other side that you don't want any part of. Right, right. Or it's a fake, and it could be something dangerous. It could be someone who... You could get catfished. It could be a guy showing up yeah. at your house who could rob <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. There's a lot of different things. Or it could be someone talking you out of a deposit and then making a run for the hills. So that was kind of... I digress. Sorry on that no, direction. No, no, no. I think that's all valid information. So what about on the other side? Let's say from the model side. A photographer reaches out and contacts you. 
seems like a lot of those would go both sides of the fence, but as a model, it seems as a beautiful young lady like yourself, there's different safety issues that you have to be concerned with. Well, there's... People always ask what creepy is, and (laughs) I can say that you can't fake creepy. So, like, I can never come up exactly with what it is until the email comes, and then I can be like, oh, here's one, and I can share it with the people who ask me. So I have, like, a little mental note of people who ask me for examples of what creepy is because we have a good laugh together, and it's great. But... A lot of people, you can tell what their intention is based on the words that they use when they write you. You can go over to their their site or their portfolio or look at the examples that they send you or even their Facebook page or their Instagram, and you can tell what that's about for them. Now, everybody likes to take pictures of beautiful women. I don't have a problem with the perv factor on that. If you can mind your manners and, and be that way, that's, that's totally fine. But there's got to be an interest in the photography, the progress, wanting to be better, having a purpose for it and being able to define what that is. And if that's even just starting out that, you know, hey, I'm dabbling with this, I'm looking for a new hobby and this might be it, you know, that's that's a direction in itself and I'm okay with that. Um, If it's even like, hey, you know, I'm retired and I don't have a lot going on so this is fun, it gets me interactive and, you know, who doesn't like pretty women? I'm fine with that if there's manners, you know, professionals, projects, people who are working on uh, fashion lines but have a certain budget or... You know, professionals who need to expand on their portfolio or maybe they got a new piece of gear they want to perfect before they take it in for people who are actually spending money so that they don't have to be embarrassed, you know, and they they have good examples of how that modifier or that piece of gear works. Um, That is all stuff that I love to be part of. But that's all clear. Um, Sometimes, though, you'll get somebody in who will write you and it's just very clear it's almost like they're writing you an erotic story when they're telling you <laughs> what they want to do and what they want you to do. And in those cases, you're sort of like, yeah, I think you're on the wrong website. Yeah, I think that there's websites for this, but this isn't it. Wow, that's crazy. And sometimes they might want to backpedal just because they made up their mind that they want to get you to them. And in those cases... I I like to treat everyone with respect and just believe that maybe I'm I'm getting a miscommunication between us. So I always make an offer. I always know professionals in an area where we can meet on neutral ground. And I'll say, you know, hey, I've got a great photographer that I recommend to help us out and a really great studio I can get us a good deal on. Um, We can always have our first appointment, you know, go there. And if it goes well, well. Then, then we can, you know, further our work together and expand on ideas. But I'd be most comfortable with this. Um, and if you don't, you know, if that's fine, then we can develop from there. And if that's not fine, then I'm probably not the right model for you. And, you know, move along, little doggy. So, <laughs> so basically, as a model, you would turn down situations that you were not comfortable with. I have no problem saying no. You have to, man. I mean, as a, as a woman, I mean, as anybody, really, if, you, if, you, if mm-hmm. there's a red flag, I mean, you got to turn it down. Well, I, I think so. I think that would be important. I like how, I mean, obviously you've been done this for a long time, so I'm sure you've made mistakes and you have learned along the way, but I like the idea of the neutral territory and then worked out a deal with a different studio locally. You don't turn down money, so you try and make it as, as you Doable. try and look at people in their best light, and maybe they're, I'm not always good with words. I get nervous, I get really hyper, and I start getting really sloppy, and people can misunderstand that excitement or that nervousness with something else going on in me and that's not the case so I really try and 
assume the best of everybody and give them an opportunity to shine. It's really important to me that everyone gets to leave their feeling that they were seen as the best version of themselves. Um, and I like everybody to feel good about what we did at the end and that the money was well spent and that the time, most importantly, was well spent. And so, yeah, that's very important to me. Even if they're coming from kind of a so-called creepy angle, I'll try and see it as, you know, this person maybe really just doesn't know how to interact with us. They're new in the industry. I do freelance, and I work with a lot of new people. And, and, you know, people get very nervous about shooting nudes, shooting glamour, shooting beauty. And that can make a lot of people really uncomfortable the first time. And they could have a deep, dying desire to do it. But when you get them in there, they can be shaking with the camera. And it's important to be the comfortable one who can kind of say okay and know what norm what normalcy is because to them they're so out of their normal yeah out of their normal element yep exactly so have you ever had that uh, that opportunity or the desire on a shoot maybe with an inexperienced photographer and have to kind of jump in and say hey i'm also a photographer let me let me help you with some settings or some posing lighting or whatever to kind of help this go along better um, most of the people generally know that I do photography also. I think I even included in an intro letter. Uh-huh. So when people want to book me, I have different letters that I can send to them. That kind of covers all the ground for them. It kind of cuts back the riffraff of back and forth, back and forth. So it kind of covers like location, what I bring, what I'd like to get from them, my deposit policy, my rescheduling, if there's anything that does come up, uh, references, uh, all the ways to get a hold of me after that money comes in, um, a little bit of all of that. So I make sure I cover all of that. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I lost my train of thought. That no, happens, no. guys. I, I get airheady. No, not at all. No, we were talking about just you know helping those photographers. Oh yes. On set when they maybe it's a brand new area, the outside of the oh, box, yeah. and I have no problem setting lights up, um, telling you know based on what their goals are, making suggestions on companies and brands and certain equipment and gear that I think will suit their needs the best. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see people and where they're at and where they're working, and and I don't think that the most high end gear is always right for every person. It just depends what they're doing, and I also. I'm spoiled. I get to play with these toys all the time. So a lot of times the photo gear and the lighting and the technique is like, that's, that's really rewarding for me. I grow. I get to play. So when this new stuff's released on the market, I get to see it. There's always somebody who just got it who is like, cannot <laughs> wait to right. shoot someone with it. And that's usually gets to be me. And I am so lucky. So the new camera bodies... All of that. It's super exciting. My Whoa. One of my favorite shoots of all time, people ask me this, and I can never, I'm like, I get hyper, and I'm like, I don't know. One of my favorite shoots of all time was a photographer wanting to replace his camera and his gear. So what he did was he rented the top bodies of cameras, and he put, like, the top lens on each one for the, their bodies, and he rented right. all three, and we shot them all in low light. We shot them all in studio lighting, we shot him in like for speed and we checked on sharpness and everything. And that was my very favorite shoot where we did a legit gear. Basically a gear review comparison. comparison. Yes. We totally did. And it's really where you got to see what rocked and what was not as good because it's really hard to see things if you've never been taught 
what that stuff can be capable of. It's just like image sharpness. A lot of people can't tell sharpness of the eye until you show them a picture that the eyes are sharp and say, look at these eyes. After that, you can never unlearn that. Right, you can never go back. Yeah, but if you've never seen sharp eyes, they look fine. You can't Mm -hmm. tell. So you have to actually show somebody so they have something to compare it to. That's great. So what kind of gear do you use? Let's talk about that on the photographer side of things. I'm the most spoiled, lucky person ever. And if you say (laughs) Leica, we're kicking you out the door. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have (laughs) access to anything I want, which is really neat. I mean, anyone who's in this industry knows that it's about the most kind and giving industry you could possibly be in ever. The art industry, I owe my purpose, my life, my everything to. I can't even get over the kind things that people have done for me. So anyways, anytime I've ever needed anything, personally at home, I just have my Canon. Um, I've got, you know, a really great carrier. I've got a good collection of lenses. But if I want to borrow anything from anyone, I'm welcome to interchange cameras and go shooting with people. So when I travel, I don't really want to travel with like $20,000 worth a year, especially because I've got all my modeling stuff. I've got my regular travel stuff. And with the car break-ins and stuff like that, you could go in to eat and come out and your stuff could be cleaned out. I don't want to be carrying all that in and out of restaurants and hotels and everywhere else. So it's usually easiest for me just to go somewhere and borrow from people. So the beauty is, is I get to interact with all these different cameras. So I'm of better use for my clients because I'm not so lost when I take their camera on to help them figure out, you know, why does it keep underexposing or why does this picture keep coming out blurry when the lights are going or what's going on with, uh, you know, color balance and all of that. So it's really nice that I know my way around the most menus because I've gotten to play with that stuff. So, so what, what is the subject that you like to shoot? What what do you shoot? What do you anything that shoot? pays me money? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know that song. I know that song. Yeah. yeah, you know what? I I love everything. Um, cameras can be really therapeutic too. Yeah. So if you're really kind of bumming or the world just doesn't seem super exciting to you, taking out a macro and just walking up and down your street, looking at little <laughs> tiny things, right. you notice what a big deal little tiny things yes, are. Yes, that is true. I. Yes. And how beautiful it all is. Yes, right. And you take pictures and like bring it up on the screen and then play with the color adjustment. And it's like. It's amazing. Magic. It is magic. I've got a picture of a spider in my my office. It's a a canvas that I blew up. I don't think I'd want a really big spider on my wall. Oh, no. It's so awesome. I think I would burn my house down before living with spiders. It's his face. You're going to have to get it. I can see how this is going to go after the show. I have like nightmares. Come into my office. I'm going to show you my prints. I'll bring it in here. Did you hear about the time I had a spider in my car? No. Oh, my gosh. So I I had cleaned my car out, and it was real windy. I was out in Arizona, and all the doors were open and stuff. And I'm like, you know, you travel. Your car gets kind of nasty. This is anything but glamorous, guys. I'm telling you. It looks glamorous on camera, and it's not. The the unglamorous side of The unglamorous side. So I get there, and I'm like cleaning it out, and it's windy. So anyhow, but you don't think anything about it. I'm all accomplished, and my car smells great again, and it looks all nice. And so, you know, I get up, and I get up really early, and I go to the gym. Like, it's still dark, twilight. It's my time of day. It's beautiful. I swear the sun comes up for me. So (laughs) it's just beautiful. I love it. Well, I come back out from the gym, and the sun is just hitting my windshield. And in the inside, the whole front of my cabin has been webbed. 
inside. And I don't like spiders. What what do you mean web? Like 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 there is spider webs all. So whatever happened, I took on spiders and I was just mortified. And they were like those black widow webs. So they have no pattern to them. They're just those ugly, reckless looking thing. Looks like it's on acid. You know, like it's just a mess. Yeah, inside the car. Freak. Inside my car. Yeah, I would freak out. I, would, I, I did was not freaked. like spiders. Yeah. And then I can't see it. And, you know, the only place that thing's going to want to go when it gets dark is up under where your feet are. Oh, you yeah. Know? And I'm like, I'm just imagining this thing. So oh, I'm like yeah. driving and putting it on cruise control and like sitting crisscross and like, you know, and then I got a break and I'm like, wait, drop my feet. I'm super freaked. So I go and I like. No, wait a minute. You're still driving the car? What am I going to do? So I had to burn go. Burn it. No, you I burned I, the I know, car right there. That's where I was. I was like, I'm going to blow this bitch up. <laughs> you blow it up and call the insurance company. I just came out of the gym and my car's on fire. Is that covered? And they say, yes, we had you covered. I need spider insurance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I went to a tractor supply store and I go in and I'm like, I got a spider. And they're like, oh, I am so sorry. And they're like, where's the spider? And I'm like, it's in my car. You know, and they're just like, you drove here with it? And I'm like, I know. So we go out, and it's like me and the troops from the store. And we've got every kind of spider poison. But I'm reading, and all of them is like, it just paralyzes the Black Widow. None of them actually kill Black Widow. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. So we bomb the heck out of it. And I'm like, I think we about killed me. I mean, I was like, I think I'm getting a cold. And my, my, I was like all choky and sniffly and then everyone's like well you're like getting high on poison like i had the windows down but yeah anyhow so every time i turned my ac on for a while it was like getting raid no (laughs) no maybe that's what's going on with my brain i had a bomb i got bread okay so uh so you you enjoy shooting whatever right Uh uh-huh okay so have you have you shot some other models yes okay so What's that like? What What does a shoot look like when um, the the professional Chris, model photographer uh, Charlie? When I kept I keep wanting to say Christine. When Charlie's the photographer, are you are you directing a lot? I mean, obviously you have to because you you know that's what that's your job. But I mean, do you do you? I mean, not necessarily critical. I don't know. I'm just trying to see into that view because so it depends it's what be... you're shooting. I mean, if you're shooting a pro, you don't have to do a lot. You kind of give them samples you're and tell exactly, them what you're doing, and you turn them loose, and you're they exactly do their thing, right. and you're just like, you know, you right. look amazing. The end. They're yeah. great. Get the light right and stand right. Oh yeah, and it looks amazing. It makes it's our magic. Job so much easier <laughs> when it's a new person or if it's a kid or something. You gotta just treat them like animals like yeah. you can't force an animal you can't for it well i don't mean that mean you can't force an animal to pose yeah right lay down no you can't force an animal to do anything you dance with it so sure. yeah. if a horse is running across the field you don't tell it stop you yeah. go wow that's beautiful i want to appreciate that yeah. and you catch it yeah and yeah. you let it do it and then with kids you lunge them you know if they want to run or jump take yes. pictures of them doing it you're on yeah. their team and now they'll cooperate and do what you want them to do sure and with women who are you know maybe shy or it's their first time doing you know modeling or whatever you just you know take them to good light balance light make sure that pretty much every angle will work you're going to make your job a lot easier and you know you just let them move and then just get a good dialogue going with them. Sure. And then when they're doing their little mannerisms, just I kind of fall in love with them when I'm doing it. You know, you you notice those little tiny things they do, and then you just tell them to slow it down or hang on, stop. 
don't move. That looks so pretty. Mm -hmm. And you just tell them that is so pretty. Don't move. Okay. Tip your head just a little over there. And then you can show them too how light works, you know, okay, hang on, let me show you how the light works. And you say, you know, look this way and you take the picture and then you say, okay, look that way. And they look that way. And then you show them the difference with good light versus bad. And you're like, see that one, you look like, and that one you like, woo. So, and then, and then they're like, Ooh, the light is my friend. You know, it's very easy to teach them. You just show them. That's the beauty of digital. Imagine oh, in yeah. film day, you couldn't do that, right? It okay. was like, yeah, definitely just, not. just for us or, or for me, it's just for me. For okay, I, I want to be included I'm looking this, at don't you. I? And speaking of great light, this is bad light. This is horrible light. I can't see your eyes. I want to see your eyes. Your eyes look incredible. You're in the shade. So lift up or look up. I want to see your eyes. Ah, oh, look at that. Yeah. No, it's awesome. We have this like horrible overhead light going yeah. on, you guys. Yeah. And it's it's like if you were in a restaurant and you took the poor girl out on a date, she could be a supermodel and she would look like she's 100. Right. I mean, it's just like, let's take every negative wrinkle you have going on <laughs> See, and, and fill it me, in with shadow. I so love that I like. I need like restaurants should have like these pretty little face lights for everybody, right. so you could look all little soft ring and no, beautiful. No, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it should keep it nice and dark because I look the best that way. You want a girl with poor ISO? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I am a four beer kind of guy. It takes four beers to start to like me. <laughs> That's like, what is it? So what would that be in that point? Hmm. Four beers would be like the equivalent of like shooting what? 1.2 Yeah, it's lens. like I'm, I'm a You're one like, point. I can, I yeah. can focus on a little tiny bit of you and everything else is fuzzy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm spanking Harley. That's my dog. That's the dog. Oh, on the model show, we're spanking Harley. Okay, so we need to explain <laughs> this to the listeners. That's my dog. Harley is his puppy. Actually that son. is not a puppy. That is a very large... Yeah, she, she's here because it's my son's dog. She needs to go on a diet. So She looks like a propane tank with legs. <laughs> <laughs> Harley! We're going to put you in a tutu. Uh oh! Oh my God, that's funny, man. That is hilarious. That was, that was funny. And my brother, tail. my brother calls her calls and her the, the coffee tail. table. You know, she's just a coffee table. You just put, she's you not because she's not skinny anywhere. Yeah. She's just got these... <laughs> poor girl, skinny at her anywhere. Legs going, How does that even hold that up? <laughs> she's like, poor girl. She's like, what are you doing? <laughs> All right. Oh, that's They're funny. They're gonna think I'm crying. I have a horrible laugh. I'm no, sorry, no, guys. you do. I'm not sexy. You you do fantastic. <laughs> She oh, can't, she can't hear, hear it. That's she right. She doesn't have her. I had a laughter off. sound bite going. We had a <laughs> laughter track going. Okay. All right. Good. Okay. So on to another subject. So you seem to be like of a lot of the models we have met recently. You definitely seem to be very well put together and have a pretty good handle on the industry. So have you ever thought about doing any type of instruction or education where you know maybe you have a. Um, I don't know, another model that comes with you on a on a road trip. Like, hey, this is a, a model troop road trip thing to get the learn how to do the ropes. What I've learned about the freelance models are the really good ones I follow and I'm really supportive of, and I make sure that I spread the word about how great they are because I think good business should spread the word about good business mm -hmm. to other people. But I'm very careful who I travel with to the point that I I generally will not travel with another model because we're all kind of mountain lioness. Like, we got our territory and we need our miles around us. Otherwise, it's just if you're good, you need all the space you can get because you're getting ready. You've got appointments coming to you. You're going to appointments and you're just too fast paced to be 
I'm getting I'm getting lost. No, no, you're doing Sorry, good. Sorry, we've got a bunch of noise going on behind us, and no, I'm no. like, I can't. I'm like, no, no, we're good. I I feel that uh, you're basically saying you got to have some space between you and other models. So I don't want to travel with anybody because I need my own time to be in my own head. Well, I have model friends that I just love and adore. Like I mm-hmm. could just go on and on about how wonderful they are, and we learn from each other, and it's really good. We do networking through you know, online Facebook messaging and we do reference checks. We look out for each other. I'll put people in play in their area if they need help or assistance and they do likewise. So we're really good about that. But if you spend too much time with each other, it's just a very strong alpha female personalities that we get along really great and we can understand each other, but there's a quirkiness that comes with women as well. So it's usually better if you're kind of just you're together and then you break. (laughs) <laughs> and then you're together and then you it's break. Like being, so being married or, you know, I mean, or being on a podcast together, traveling. And it's to a hard, Atlanta. it's right. a hard way to say it. Cause I, I completely love and appreciate the ones that I'm friends with. I mean, they are magnificent and they are beautiful and I respect them and I'm inspired by them and we write and my heart feels really happy when we connect and they do stay with me and I get to stay with them and, we do meet up on the road and we do we do things together in that sense. But I've also been through the reality when you try to travel with them, it goes well for about three days. Yeah, and I'm then, sure they would say the same yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So and I'm very, very busy, so I don't really have a lot of time for small talk and it can kind of make me seem kind of short tempered. because uh, I'm pretty much up in the morning, I make my breakfast, I'm pretty much vegan. Uh, I pack my little lunch. I'm frugal. I don't stay out late. I don't go hook up with guys. I, you know, get to the gym. I come back. I get pretty, and everything is about my appointments. Following up tomorrow, uh, catching up with friends who are always to do with the industry because that's what interests me. Um, Touching base with home, and I'm just really focused. And then my appointments come, and it's just it's all about them. I don't want I don't want to be worried about anything else. I want their time to be the most valuable. They are the most important person to me at that moment. They have my undivided attention, and that is so important to me. And when they show up, I want to look my best. I want to be ready for them. I don't want to have to do more than powder my face and talk a little bit about the lighting and what's going on, and maybe some pleasant surprises that we had that showed up that were unexpected. Something came, the lights doing something different. There was a piece of furniture that we hadn't known would be there. Um, things like that. So if you've got other people traveling with you at all period, not even just in female context, right. but anything, it distracts you from that and it really dilutes your focus. And I'm really big on wanting to focus on that moment and who I'm with. That's really important to me. And it's also when you've got so much on your plate and you're kind of like a, a company and structure of one, uh, you've got a lot of people you've got to communicate with. And if you're doing small talk in between, it really can send the wrong messages to people if you're kind of squeezing it in because that message could have a really big impact to them. They're, that's long term for them versus your conversation over here is, you know, just talking about whatever. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it, it just I think it's easier to have friends and be able to set that time aside and be sitting with them and be present with them as opposed to. You're trying to be present with them, but you're trying to get your other stuff done. It just it just is too much. It's overwhelming. There's enough things going on when you're traveling and trying to do your hair and trying to get workouts in and eat right. And <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm in awe. I'm sitting too. here like I'm just like locked in on her expression. And I wish the listeners could see this in in, in a video. And of course, we do the audio because it's a lot easier. And 
plus Robert looks really bad on camera. But <laughs> uh, her expression and determination when she speaks about these things is very passionate. Yeah. So I have to give her great kudos she's, for she's that. She's got a lot of knowledge up in that little noggin of hers. So, you know, we were it turns talking... turns into a sloppy mess when it comes out. <laughs> I'm actually no. signed up for Toastmasters so I can become better at public speaking oh. and conveying how much is going on in my head. Yeah, Toastmasters, I think, is a very good organization that helps that. But I think it's such the structure sometimes that takes away from the personality of you. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes it's okay to stumble online and let people know that you have, um, you know, faults and you are vulnerable on stage. It's not about the commanding experience or the presence that people have. My personal opinion. No, true. Because I really stumble a lot when I'm on stage. I don't know. You're pretty together. So when I, you know, one thing before we go, because we're kind of starting to wrap up, we were talking about Photocon coming up in Oklahoma City. I think you're going to attend. Mm-hmm. So uh, awesome. everybody that's out there, I wonder if they could point out the beautiful model that's also the photographer. <laughs> but well, it depends on if she's got a uh, camera on her shoulder. Yes. You know? I'm curious. You know, we talked, as a photographer, we talked about these different places. Charlie asked if we were going to go to Shutterfest. We talked about Photocon, uh, Imaging USA, so all these different type of expos that are photography driven are there anything similar for models oh as far as going to different yeah. experiences is there a model convention expo convention where learning there learning are speakers and... that are models saying hey this is how you get in the industry this is how you market yourself is there that or is each model kind of just on their own I mean, well, uh, the freelance industry is super developing right now. And in fact, that's something that I've even been working on developing with a photographer down in Houston who's wanting to start kind of like a series of having like a model mentorship. But I think a lot of the girls with modeling, when you step into it, a lot of the people don't last a long time because they it's usually they're they're people who need who need money mm-hmm. and it pays really well right away, right out of the gate. And so, and then you're kind of like on the job training. So they kind of jump in and go from making, you know, not very much an hour to, you know, average model makes a hundred to $125 an hour. So you go from, you know, minimum wage to that. And, and then they're just, they're just on their way. And a lot of them don't have the money to invest in learning other things. And then we're again a really supportive industry. So if you're serious about it, everybody is really kind and willing to help you and they want to look out for you. And it's just it's a really good industry in that way. I mean, when I got started, that's how it was for me. People really held my hand and wanted it to work for me. They want you in, they want to be good to you. Uh it's just really truly the nicest group of people. So I don't think that you necessarily need to take classes to do it. I mean we have talked about doing again the model mentoring, right? But that maybe would be for girls who are coming in who are who are coming from a family who maybe wants them to do some modeling or something. Mm-hmm. I think just being given permission to have a voice when you get started. A lot of the new girls don't think they can say no without having their reputation. They don't want to see like seem like drama. I think that's the most sad, repetitive story that I've heard with new people. It's not that they don't know how to pose or any of that. It's actually the photographers who prowl on the new girls mm. right? and then get them to do things they're not ready for or not comfortable with. And those new girls just needing to know that you can say no anytime you want. Mm-hmm. And if he gets mad, the rest of the industry already knows how he is. 
because right. he's like that with everybody. Yeah. And she thinks that she's going to be the one who nobody knows, and so they're going to think she's the problem. Oh, right. And they're very sensitive. I mean, these girls are really sweet and really kind most of the time, the ones who are serious about it. Or they're the ones I've encountered, at least, are, are, are really great people. And they're just trying to please and they don't want a bad reputation, and they want it so badly to get in there or to get published, or they want to believe something, and so they don't think they can say no. And and what I've heard from that, too, is, you know, they've got families to protect, and they don't have a lot of family support, meaning they might have children at home, mm-hmm. and they don't have any family support, meaning parentals or any community structure. They come from kind of like rougher places. So they don't they don't want to open up any sort of big challenge or any sort of legality issues or anything like that so they just want to go with everything so sadly i've heard some really really bad stories that have happened to people when they get into it just because they didn't know how to say no and then once things start perpetuating it gets worse and worse and i mean i've had my own share of things happen you know and you learn but i think just giving them permission to say no that's the and them and them recognizing that the guys who are being that way for them the whole industry who's been around knows they're like that. And so if you are like, you know, you say no or you are just a deliberate like you would call it drama, but just ending it and super confrontational. And so he gets mad and who cares? Even if he went on a rant, everybody would already know that's him. That's how that person is. It's just like the models that are like that, the ones that are always drama. Everybody knows, oh, she's just like that. (laughs) So that doesn't mean anything. I mean, that photographer is probably fabulous and great because she's like that with everybody. We know that. You should have done reference checking. (laughs) We would have told you. You know, like you would have known because people are generally about the same. You know, once in a while they have some bad days and stuff, but overall everybody is about the same. So, wow. Anyhow, well, I don't you're know if that answers that. I think it does oh, yeah. good. And I yeah. think that you're pretty pretty well put together, let me tell you. Yeah. So uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks where can for our having listeners me. find yeah, you? What's find the you? best place to find you? Oh, gosh. Model Mayhem, portfolio 169262. They can go Instagram. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You have that memorized? Oh, yeah. Why, oh, why my not? God. That is awesome. Yeah. Hey. I can't believe you time i'm like a dinosaur were you ever on one model place do you remember when that was out yeah did that wrap up and go somewhere i mean they i think they sold it or they were trying to target a different audience Uh they were trying to get the fashion industry in but the thing was is it was glamour based and freelance based and so i think they just really misjudged the way that the market was going for those types of websites and so when they did it, they really ostracized and kind of put down yeah, the people did. who were feeding them. So meaning, you know, you, you don't bite the hand that feeds you. And then they tried to make up with all of us. And mm-hmm. again, the art industry is very kind. So we all kind of came back. And then they did that. They messed up the passwords, remember, over and over again? Yes, To yes. the point that it was just terrible. And now it sounds like there's a lot of people on there. Guys, it sounds like a lot when it says it's got like, six figures of people in there like right. i don't know what's yeah, it say like, like 200,000 or 600,000 right. but when you get on there imagine going to a state promoting to only about 100 people in that state maybe and right. the percentage of average sales that you'll get from that it's not enough to cover your flight your rental car your food your hotel and your expenses that go on at home when you travel if you've only got 5 2 hour appointments this just isn't enough 
So it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And the way that they also have it constructed to network, it just, it's, it's not. It, it's not as easy as Model Mayhem is for sure. Yeah. It's not time efficient to do it. Mm-hmm. And then Model Mayhem, it's great. They've been doing some facelifts, which have been a little frustrating. And then Facebook, I'm on there. Instagram, I'm on there. And then I have a website, charliechristine.com. It needs help. Don't pick on me, guys. Yes, Charlie Christine, and Christine is with a K. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll put those in the show notes to make sure you guys can easily get to that. Uh, Be sure to check out the podcast on the Himalaya app for your iOS and your Google Play. That's what it is, Google Play? Google Play, yeah. Great. And uh, Charlie, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me, boys. It's I appreciate you. Thank you. All right, appreciate Jim. you guys for listening. Oh, yeah. And be be sure. You're going to let us know when you get your podcast going Yeah. so we can get you on ours and maybe we can do a, a joint venture. Oh, yeah. my goodness. This sounds stressful. I'm oh. going to have to talk to my people. I'm going to be like, Lucas, you can do this. Yes, have your people talk to my gym. Mitch will know what to do. Mitch will know what to do. He's like, he's like the superhero of this stuff. Awesome. Beautiful. Love All it. Right. All right. Well, thanks, thanks a, lot. a lot. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks. Visit our world headquarters at photofactspodcast.com.